Cinema Death Cult, uh, it has the same acronym as the Centers for Disease Control, which I think is very funny. <laughs> that's appropriate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so if we ever talk about zombie movies, I think that'll yeah. be perfect. Uh, but in, in any event, welcome to Cinema Death Cult, a eulogy for the death of motion pictures in podcast form. I'm Adam Bolger. And I'm Colin Woodward. And this, 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 week, week. Weird, 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 weird. Talking, 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 talking. Scary, 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 scary. Movies, movies, movies. As you've no doubt deduced from my echo drenched introduction, we'll be discussing the Friday the 13th <laughs> franchise, which yes. encompasses 13 movies, uh, comic books, video games, a television series, and uh, obviously, most famously, a uh, regional, uh, a bunch of regional steakhouses in uh, the Dakotas. Nah, it was a joke. I was thinking it would be really funny if there was a bunch of fucking steakhouses that were Friday the 13th themed. Um, <laughs> in Jersey. So, yeah. Yeah. By the well, water. These are, these are Jersey movies, but yeah, we'll yes, get to that. Yes, I know. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they encompass 13 movies if you count the Freddy versus Jason and the remake. Uh, and this week, Colin and I watched Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th Part 2, uh, the two low budget horror movies that kicked off the phenomenon. So, Colin. Why did you make me watch these movies? <laughs> well, I, I suggested we call this uh, subtitled Before the Hockey Mask, because <laughs> as everyone knows anything about Friday yeah. the 13th is the iconic hockey mask. And yeah. we talked about the Mandela effect last week with Frankenstein. So depending on how much you know about Friday the 13th, there might be some uh, Mandela effect going on here. You might think the hockey mask shows up in the first movie. doesn't yeah. show up until the third movie. And yeah. the third one is the first one with Jason wearing the hockey mask. And the second one, it's Jason, but he has a bag over his head for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing for budgetary reasons, they couldn't afford yeah. a hockey mask. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why well, it's a bag. Yeah. I, well, I don't, I think they just hadn't thought of the hockey mask yet. No, right. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right. You're making a joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm joking. So now we've That's got a, a steak, a steakhouse yeah. joke and a hockey mask joke that <laughs> no. hasn't, hasn't landed yet. So, <laughs> so we're even. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I don't think either of us have ever been horror movie guys. No. But no. I had a period where I was, I was dating a horror movie fan and yeah. I don't think she was especially into Friday the 13th. I think she was more of a Freddy fan. Yep. So yeah. people, they fall into different camps. Anyway, I, I had never seen any of the earlier movies all the way through. I'd yeah. maybe seen a little bit on TV here and there over the years. So I said, let's yeah. watch, at least watch the first one. And yeah. then we sort of, snowballed that into watching the second one yeah. which is pretty much the same movie just with jason in the bag rather than uh his mom but yeah. i i do think it's interesting yeah i mean you can over intellectualize this movie probably but like since it is so so iconic they made so many movies yeah to see like maybe what was the original like was it at all good um and so maybe just trying to kind of start with 
the first ones like watching Halloween, you know, um, yeah. just kind of get a sense of how it started and then maybe how it evolved, if you want to call it that, or, or maybe went wrong. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I did watch the first two and I know you're not a big horror guy. No, not really. So, I mean, I, I could talk about what I thought of, of each of these, but maybe I should just stop here and kind of sit. you You sound like you, you had a rough time with these. I, uh, you know what, honestly, the first one, the first one's not bad. The first, right, the, right. the first one is a pretty good movie. Uh, I, maybe my expectations were low, but I enjoyed it. This, and, but I'm really glad we watched the second one because I could not bring, I, I, like I watched it. I, I mean, I watched it in the sense that it was playing near my face and my eyes were trained in its direction. And in theory, <laughs> I could hear the sound that it was emitting but yeah. I just could not engage with it. I couldn't process it. And I kept like not wanting to watch it, the second one. And so that was very good. In, I mean, obviously I didn't like it, but it was good to see that because I think that's really the, where the franchise starts because the first one is deceptively kind of good, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah. And then the second one is... Um, just garbage, you know, and it's just yeah. ex- cynical, um, exploitative and in the worst kind of way. And just like, I don't know, just, it was a chore to watch the second one for me. Yeah. And it's, again, we, these were two relatively brief movies. So I figured we saw the two Frankensteins, which add up to about two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. To watch maybe both less. Of them. Yeah. And so with this, I thought, well, you know, 80, 90 minutes per movie, it's, it's not too bad. So I, I agree with you about the first one. I think for what it is, it's a fairly effective movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's derivative to a certain degree, but, you know, the setting is was kind of new for a horror movie, is, as far as I know, kind of set by the by the lake and yeah. uh, having the camp counselors show up and, and everything. So I, again, it did in its own way kind of, change horror movies i wanted to see all of the first one and yeah i mean for a budget of i looked it up i think it was like a half a million dollars yeah it made 60 million at the box office yeah good for them you know um yeah, yeah and you know in terms of the pacing it's it's not bad um i think probably you know people that have have never watched these movies there is you know, we're kind of more jaded now because certain movies have just gone so far with the violence and everything. Um, this is almost kind of quaint to a certain degree. I mean, um, the first, I, I, I mean, not yeah. really, but like the first 30 yeah, minutes, yeah. it's more like meatballs than a horror movie. Yeah. Did you have a chance to look at that documentary I sent to you last night? I, I might have said No, that no, was, again, that was kind of late, but it was yeah, about Friday about 13th. That. Yeah, and there's this like cheapo documentary that's on uh, that's on YouTube. You can watch for free. There's an, it starts off with Sean Cunningham, the director of Friday the Thirteenth, and story of making the movie. I found to be more interesting than the movie itself. He was cl- like this filmmaker and content. I guess you call him a content creator because he was trying to make TV shows or movies or whatever. He was in a variety of different genres, just like whatever kind of he could catch fire with, and things were not working out for him. And right. they don't, they, he doesn't say explicitly, I saw the movie Halloween and I thought I could do that. But it's pretty clear 
And that's what yeah. happened. Because the first thing that he did, he had the, uh, the title. The title was Friday the 13th, right? And so he must have, this is my speculation, and it's, but I, it's got to be true, all right? That he saw Halloween, and it was this huge hit, and made a lot of money on a very low budget. And he's like, okay, what's another scary day? Halloween's a scary day. We need another scary day to make a movie out of that one. And we can do the same thing, you know? So Friday the 13th, scary day, you know? Yeah. So he just takes out this ad, I think in like Variety or something, and he just has the logo, and it says, uh, Friday the 13th, the mo- you know, the, the next big thing in horror or something, you know, some tagline. But he had nothing. He didn't have any financing. He didn't have any script. Didn't even know what, the, what was going to happen in the movie. He just had, like, this, the, the title and, and that, you know. And so then he made it, and he was able to get funding for it. And right. then, you know, all this shit kind of, like, came into place afterwards. And, and it's a well-made movie, but the craft of it wasn't really immediately apparent to me until I watched this little documentary about it. Because it was like, because you walk like you know, like the the acting's okay. The acting's good actually, it, you know. And the, the 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 actors all have chemistry together. Like Kevin Bacon obviously went on to become like a pretty pretty big star, right? But, but like the craft of the filmmaking is good. The pacing is good, and there's sort of this mystery element and a reveal that's sort of a good storytelling element to it. But, yeah. Um, but I think that's also maybe just benefits from low expectations because I think if you compare it to like a good, an actually good movie, it might fall short. Yeah, well, I think even in comparison to Halloween, the critics liked a lot more. Yeah. And, I mean, this is obviously a Halloween ripoff to a certain degree. I mean, it's the same yeah. type of character. Uh, doesn't, well, you know, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen these movies, too bad. But, like, in the first movie, it's the mother – I think yeah. everybody knows that, knows about Friday the 13th. So she's not wearing a mask. She's just a lady running around yeah. the woods. And then the second one, he starts, he has the bag. And then the yeah. third one, he has the hockey mask. So Halloween, they, I mean, it's not apparent in this first movie. Yeah. That it's not as direct a lift as the later character right. of Jason is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Halloween being 1978, this movie's 1980. He was. Yeah. Cunningham was obviously inspired by that movie and yeah. you still get some of the same shots, like from the killer's angle, which was yeah. kind of Halloween's bread and butter. Uh, yeah, but they do it. The, the, the twist with, there is a twist with Friday the 13th with that killer point of view, which is that um, they use it for the story in a way that, that Halloween kind of doesn't like initially the, I, I watched like the first 20 minutes of Halloween uh, yesterday because um, I signed up for an, like some movie thing to watch these, to watch the Friday Thirteenth stuff, and Halloween was on there too. And it's a much better story, and it's much better filmmaking overall. But um, the beginning of the movie is like you see it, you see like from Michael Myers' point of view, and he murders a, a woman, like his sister, and there's no yeah. mystery about who he is because she says like Michael, Michael, but right. then like. Uh, but then like it reveals that he's a little, a little boy at the time, yeah. you know? So that's, that's the reveal in that one. And so the, the riff on that idea is, you know, seeing it from the killer's point of view and the, and it carries through the whole movie. And then at the end it's revealed to be the mom. It's interesting. Cause like you watch like the way that people are reacting to the point of view stuff like there's a scene early on where like a hitchhiker gets into a car and it turns out that 
you know, it's the mother driving the car, but you only see it from her point of view, and she doesn't say anything, which, which is a lot of reality issues, you know, like that, you know, you're like, why doesn't this person say anything in this scene? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's really just because you can't, you don't want to reveal the mother. Right, you know? right, you, yeah. You don't want to have the female voice. And then later, like, um, when the head camp counselor runs into her on the woods, the night of all the murders, you know, he sees her and goes, oh, hello, what are you doing out here? Which is not something you would say to, like, somebody that's, like, physically imposing, but you would right, say that right. to an older woman you see in the woods, like, oh, hi, what are you doing here? But, um, and then at the end, you know, it's revealed that it's her, so it does have this narrative use to it that kind of strains credulity, but, you know, whatever. It's the, it's the one movie that does that, and I think that's the best thing you can say about it. Yeah, I would agree with all that. I think, you know, again, I don't want to watch all the Friday the 13th movies, but this is probably the best, uh, certainly the first five, I, I guess like part six, some people like, because it's kind of a a more meta version of Friday yeah. the 13th. Have you yeah. seen, what other ones have you seen? I've seen the third one and maybe, I've seen definitely Jason X, the one, the space one. I yeah. saw Freddy versus Jason in the theater. Okay. Um, and, I, oh, I watched the first 20 minutes of the remake. Uh, that was actually the first thing I watched of these okay. movies. Me, and I don't even know if I got 20 minutes into it. It was really bad. And I'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Like, the remake, I was excited to watch the remake because um, I thought, well, you know, all these movies have been made and they're all messy and clearly didn't have a plan and they don't really hang together. And now this is a way to... Um, go back to the drawing board and correct all these, you know, mistakes and like get all these, like, you know, like, like you said before, the, the, the iconic elements of the movies don't click into place until the third one. So, you know, cause they're making it up as they went along. Right. Uh, you know? And so now it's like, well, you, you know what the, what's, what's iconic about it. And you can start from the beginning and have this plan. And, and I watched it. I'm like, oh yeah. Even with that, even with the benefit of hindsight, it still is not great. It's still not much there. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like with all of these chances, they still haven't really made one that's a legitimately good movie. I mean, the first one is the one that comes closest. I think. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly effective movie. I I love the him coming out of the water at the end. Like, I yeah. still think that's kind of freaky. Um, apparently and. Oh no! Go on. Sorry. Well, apparently they wanted to end the movie with her just in the boat, yeah. like floating out in the water. But then they added that last scare, and then the coda where she's in the hospital. That I mean, it's it's tacked on literally and figuratively. I mean, like you can just tell like they filmed yeah. it after the initial filming was done or whatever to kind of give it some resolution. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I think by the time it was with Jason goes to Manhattan, it was starting to get yeah. pretty ridiculous. And yeah, just, yeah, that's the musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it, it's funny too. I was I was thinking about <laughs> there's a guy with a hockey mask <laughs> on Broadway. Yeah, I you mean, know? you could bring in Freddie. You could bring in Michael Myers. I mean, you could just yeah you have a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah, Abbott and Costello meets Jason. <laughs> Jane Silent Bob meets. Ooh, yeah, that would go. be a funny movie. No, it's it's funny like how kind of boxed in these movies got like because you think 
they started to get kind of campy, but they never really went all the way. I mean, I guess no. Freddie and or Jason in space and Jason versus Freddie's is, is kind of campy, but yeah, I mean, if they had like Jane, Silent Bob, or Harold and Kumar meet Jason, I mean, that would probably be a lot of fun. But yeah, it was funny too. Like there was never a like Zucker Abrams Zucker parody of these movies. Well, there's a movie called Saturday the Fourteenth, but it's just the title. Oh. It's not, um, it's the title and it's more just like a wacky comedy. I think it's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Cause I mean, eventually there's scary movie, but that's more based on the screen. Oh, no, and there, there was another one in the oh, shit. Um, fuck. There was one in the eighties that was like what you're describing. In addition to Friday to Saturday, the 14th, there was another one. Like it's not good. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and I think I, you know, I, I guess the, the, the hockey mask comes in, to the third movie because someone's wearing a hockey mask in the movie and then Jason takes it and puts it on. And then that carries on for the rest of the franchise. But it's, it's funny too, cause it was, it was probably a good, even though if it was an accident sort of, because the bag over the head, like when he's not being menacing, it can look really ridiculous. Like, yeah. Uh, and and the second, funny. well, just to say in the second movie, there's a lot of an un- unintentional laughs, I think. Yeah, the second one's po- poorly done. Uh, yeah. It's really poorly done compared to the first one. I'll, like, and also, like J- the guys playing Jason's kind of a spindly thin <laughs> man, and, and, and like there's this, there's like yeah. he tussles with that like kind of obnoxious like blonde Trinity Kappa girl at the end right. of it, you know. And uh, <laughs> that, that was a reference. That was, that was a deep cut reference for for, to for our- you. Yeah. Our overbearing Greek presence on campus is underground. Yeah. Well, I remember just like, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into too much of that. <laughs> let's let's right. not go down that. Yeah, that exactly. Level. Yeah. Um but yeah, when she's when that girl is fighting with Jason, I'm like, what I think she could win. You know? <laughs> like I think that there's not really a threat here. You know? Well, yeah, like, that well that's the thing, like he he gets into it at the end of the second movie with with one of the dudes who just like this blonde skinny like jogger dude camp counselor. So I'm like, yeah, he's really giving Jason a run for his money here. Yeah, I mean, it's what's the <laughs> what's I mean because the, the the point I was making about the craft of the first one as you know. So I watched that documentary and it's interesting where the craft was in the first one. Like they really wanted to make it. Um, uh, like so, Tom Savini, he was the special effects guy, and he he came up with like George Romero on on like the zombie movies. He's a Pittsburgh guy, and he's like one of him and Stan Winston are like the two famous like um, monster movie effects makeup. Like Stan Winston made like Predator and stuff like that. Rick and, Baker. Uh, Rick Baker, yeah, he's the other, yeah. Yeah, he's the third one. Yeah, yeah they're like the sure. big three, you could yeah. say. Yeah, and Tom Savini, he's uh, kind of more the low-budget guy, but he did the, um, well, first, I found out today that he he did a tour of duty in Vietnam. Right, yeah, I saw you, you tweeted that out, and it, and it kind of made sense, because I think, yeah. again, to, you know, if you really want to put these movies in context, I mean, it, it does have a certain, like, Vietnam kind of feel to it. Like, they're in the woods, they're kind of getting bushwhacked and like there's this emphasis on body count the way there was yeah. in Vietnam later. So it's like, okay, yeah. yeah like the special effects guy who saw some, some shit yeah. in, in Nam makes sense. Yeah. Well, he saw some shit in Nam and he, uh, while he was taking these photos of real 
real human horror and stuff. He disassociated himself from those images by pretending it was special effects. Oh, and then wow. later, when he actually was doing special effects, replicating the gore, he tried to make it more realistic from that from that experience, which is Jesus. really... Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, it's really interesting psychology of it. Yeah, But yeah. also that when Sean Cunningham was talking about uh, making this movie, because he's not like a horror guy, and uh, he was trying to just intellectualize it in some way, uh, he, he thought about it kind of deeply, which I was heartened by and impressed by, because he was talking about like fairy tales. So like what how fairy tales function, because like fairy tales always have some, you know, like, something horrific in these stories for children. And his explanation of it was like, that's how we teach kids to not be afraid of stuff. We put this scary stuff in the middle of a story so that way they can process these scary things in a form that they, uh, that they can understand, which is the story. And the same thing happens in horror movies. That's why you're watching a horror movie here. But then we but like Tom Savini's, like his Vietnam war experience illustrated that concept because he like, he used he made real life fake to um to deal with with like un unprocessable you know real life information yeah. and then he used that real life information to make this fakery more real yeah so that was, and uh and the other thing was like Tom Savino's interviewed in that documentary he talked about the like the there's an escalation of violence it's very deliberate an escalation of violence and gore that's very deliberate in um Friday the 13th like you said before, that it kind of feels tame, which is true, but it's like they put a lot of thought into it. So the first person that's killed in the movie, the first girl, you don't see anything. You don't see any blood. She just screams and whatever. So watching it, you're kind of like, oh, all right, this is going to be fucking lame. You know, they're not wait, gonna, wait, it, 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 this is in Friday the 13th, he said? The first one, yeah. The first one, yeah. In Friday oh, the you movie, mean the, the couple one, yeah. and the flashback? Yes, the first okay, kill. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, the first kill, it's kind of like you don't really, there's no blood. Right, I don't think right. You don't see her. She's like gets stabbed. And you kind of hear it, and she's like, ah, whatever. And so you kind of get lulled into this sense of like, oh, this is how hardcore the movie is going to be. But then the next one, I, I forget what the next one is. That's the one I remember it's, the most. It's the girl in the woods who gets her throat cut. Yeah, and that's really like kind of realistic Pretty and crazy. visceral. Yeah, yeah, it's visceral, and you can because your um, your expectation from the first kill, which they did very deliberately and very wisely, was like, oh, it's not going to be this hardcore. Then you see, it like, oh fuck, what the fuck is that? Right, you know. So that's where the craft of the movie went into is this sort of conceptualizing of horror on this kind of bigger level, like what is being scared and what is you know how does that work. And also this, uh, the whole Tom Savini thing with just bringing in his experiences and then this, like the way that they had, um, the dynamics of it. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. You talk about Savini because there are a couple connections with Wes, Wes Craven in yeah. this movie because yeah. Savini worked with Wes Craven and, and I guess Cunningham did too, a little bit. I know he, he might've worked a little bit with him on last house on the left, I think is what I read. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, th- you know, it, it's, it's interesting to talk about like what makes movies scary. And I think, you know, this movie to a certain degree has those very old tropes. I mean, you talked about like children's stories of like, you know, little red riding hood. So she's going through the woods and yeah, be careful, the strange wolf. And like, that's kind of, you know, in a way it's sort of an updated version of that kind of people's fear of being, 
you know, lost in the woods or being chased or, or someone sneaking up on you. I mean, they're all kind of primal fears, I guess, that this, this movie tries to combine. And I mean, I, I like Halloween, but I don't, maybe it's just that so many movies repeated it and, yeah. and, and it had its own sequels, which kind of diluted their brand. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I don't think and remakes for, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Friday the 13th is, is necessarily that much worse a movie. I mean, I, I think in terms of its construction, it, it's acting uh, and stuff, it's not as good, but I don't think like, you know, I, I'm not saying like uh, Friday the 13th is better, but I think they're, yeah. they're comparable in terms of how effective they are. What do you May, think? I, I would contest that a bit. I think that it's like Friday the 13th is not terrible and there's a level of craft that's there that's evident, you know, and they put some thought into it and the acting is pretty good. And, you know, there are things like there, there are storytelling things and character moments that are good that are not, then that's in the first one. And that's not true of the later movies. Right. And like, and, but he kind of got a sense of who they were and how they all acted together. And they seem to have like, you know, it seemed like real people who would really like know each other somehow, or you felt like, you know, them or their dynamic, you know, well, yeah. you know, so that was good. But then, uh, um, but, Halloween is much fucking tighter in, in its construction and sure, in its sure. filmmaking. Like I, I was I, like, even in the first 20 minutes, just like, first of all, the confidence of the filmmaking, like where the camera is placed and how things are framed and when, how it moves and the song, you know, you know, that I'm, I'm going to do a real pretentious breakdown of the two songs later, but first I want to talk about the acting. Um, and the writing, because like there's a scene where like Jamie Lee Curtis is talking to like her two friends, PJ Souls and the the other actress whose name I don't know. But and at first you, you just think it's like chatter to get a sense and just like they're girls and whatever. But then you realize, oh no, they're conveying their personalities, and you're, and you're learning about these girls, and you're watching them walk in this interesting street, and you know they're being. I think, the, and that kind of sets up for when they're being stalked. So that's economical in two ways because. It sets up this thing that's about to happen. But also they're talking about the plans for the nights. They're, uh, they're setting up the plot of the movie for later. And it's all int- and also you know their characters. You know, like what, you know what they're like. And so you, all these things happen, and you don't notice it unless you're really attuned to the, the craft of it. You know, like how it was written and how economical and how much information is being elegantly uh, presented. Yeah, just, so it's just better on that level, I think. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely a better movie, no no yeah. doubt about that. But um, it still is kind of holding back in a way. It's interesting to see the evolution of these movies because Halloween does kind of hold back to a certain degree. Whereas Friday the Thirteenth is like we're just going to show you the axe on somebody's head. Oh I yeah, mean, you yeah. know Halloween is like a, a very Hitchcockian kind of suspense movie in a lot of ways. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So yeah, like you're just talking like economy in terms of setting up suspense and setting up char- characters that we care about and stuff. And in this movie, it's like, yeah, they they kind of have a naturalistic way about them, but like it, they're not really <laughs> that important to what's going to happen. No, no, they're, they're cannon fodder. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty nihilistic series of movies at, at, at yeah. one level, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, we, we, we know all about serial killers and people that are just like killing for, no discernible reason. So like in a way this movie kind of taps into like just the randomness of bad stuff yeah. possibly happening to you, which is in its own way kind of scary. 
Yeah, and actually, that it's it's funny because that was the other thing that, that Sean Cunningham talked about in his interview, which at first I was like I thought it was bullshit, but uh, you really tapped into this really in, in an interesting way. He talked about like this fear of sudden, sudden like death, sudden like just surprise death. I forget the term he used, but it's like t- a great fear for teenagers that some something might just pop up and harm them and kill right. them. And so that's the central fear at the heart of this movie. And I don't know, maybe that's common for teenagers. I mean, I think that's kind of common for everybody, but I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know. I guess when these movies come out too, it's sort of this this transition period because it's it's post-Vietnam and you have this teen culture and stuff. But like the 80s was, was such a different decade from the 70s. Right. So it's right. kind of more geared towards teenagers and their problems, which comparatively speaking to their parents and grandparents, like, you know, we had a pretty easy time of it in the eighties. So it's like, we're going to see these movies to get kind of a, vis- a, yeah. a, a virtual thrill to seeing all this mayhem. Yeah. yeah it was morning in America. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But, you know, but, but really it was M O U R N I N G. Cause we're morning <laughs> death, the American dream, man. No, sorry. Well, Sorry. like, you know, we were still worried about, like, nuclear holocaust and stuff. So it's like, oh, kids yeah. want to see a horror movie, big deal, you know. Right, right, right. Um, I just don't want people to think I, I like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be really clear about that. But, the, um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right because what Friday the 13th has, the, the essential quality to it as a movie of its time was well, it, gore. It, had, it was more hardcore with what it was showing right. you with its fucking gore and that kind of – it's not even violence. It's like people getting killed and it's just like blood and, and, and wounds and shit. It's like just kind of like sadism, you know? Like yeah, it's violence. like a slaughterhouse. You're just walking yeah. through a slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah. You're slashing people up and whatever. And it's, you know, done artfully and well, you know. But that's what it has over other horror movies of its day, I think. Well, and it kind of becomes fetishized because it's, it's like, well, how can we top the previous kill? You oh, know? yeah. And I don't know, did you read, did you used to read Fangoria when you were a kid? I, I was familiar with it. I read like one or two issues. I knew what I, it was, but I yeah. used to read it in the, in the uh, bookstores. Cause I don't think I could have bought one and brought it home yeah. and gotten away with that. But it was, it was kind of fascinating to see the scenes from these movies, which are all horribly gory and stuff. But I don't know what happened is it seemed like a lot of them were like straight to video or I don't know where they, they, they wound up, but sometimes oh, yeah. they just weird zombie movies or, or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, there's that element of you're a teenager. You kind of want to see something gross just to kind of shock you, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think also, I, I think you want to see something that shocks you. I think also you want to see it with your friends, you know, right. you want to like get a bunch of people together and you know, it's, Oh, let's all do this as a group activity. And boobs, man. You see yeah, some boobs. I know, and- but that's, that's weird. That's really weird to me because it's like, Look, I like I I I like uh, titillation in movies. I think it's fun and good, you know. Um, I think that people, I, uh, you know, get a little bit outraged by it or something. But I don't. I think it's fine. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, but like in this context, it sucks because you're what like this in the first one. You know, you have like cute, appealing women in like skin uh, it's not a lot of clothes i forget if there's a nude scene in the first one there's definitely one in the second one yeah but it just and it seems kind of like fun and natural but then it's like then it's jarring with the violence you know right. so it's like because like the 
the cool head, enjoyable headspace of like, yeah, cute girls, they seem nice, you know, then that just totally taken away, you know, that just Bummerville. <laughs> like, <you> know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, at the I same time, it's like, idea. well, they, they went out in the best way, I guess. Um, but but no, I mean, you're right. It's 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 I don't know if it's like this relic of Puritanism or what, but like we can't just have this happy sex scene. It's like we have to counter that with this horrible act of violence that just snuffs them out. It's like, yes, yeah, just I think really cruel morality play going on. Yeah, and that's funny because they denied, like, Cunningham said it was not a morality play, but it's like, I think it's just sort of like when you're trying to, when you're trying to titillate, when you're trying to get a pop out of the audience, you'll do whatever you, you know, whatever means necessary. Yeah, and it's kind of cheap because, I mean, it's like we have these people in the most vulnerable situation possible, and then, boom, the guy's in the room and they're they're done. And I guess, you know, in a way, like, Psycho did that with the shower scene, you know, or Jaws with the girl skinny dipping and she gets eaten by the shark. It's, it's kind of in the same, the same tradition as that, but this yeah, just, it's so repetitive. It's kind of like every time someone takes their clothes off, you know, they're going to die. And then other people do anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. a real, it's a weird way to kind of ha- yeah, have that one element. I guess it is just a way to get teenagers to see it, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, my, like, I remember watching these, not necessarily these, movies but slasher movies from the 80s because they, they definitely get like calcified you know like they're all they kind of get to be the same and that's why i thought it was illustrative to watch friday the 13th part two because the first one is kind of like its own movie like it's it has its own you know thing right it, you know it 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 exists it has its own it has a purpose there there it's it's different from other movies you know yeah and then the, the second one everything starts being like rote and this formula, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. and so that's why, like, I never really had any desire yeah. to watch a lot of these movies. It's kind of like, okay, I get it. And, like, yeah. the funny thing is, you get back to the nudity. Like, if you used to watch these movies on TV as a kid, like, they'd edit it out. They'd yeah. edit out all the nudity but leave a lot of the violence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what does that say uh, about yeah. us? Um, oh, but before, because I I alluded to this before, and I know I okay. So the song thing, this is okay. So uh, Halloween, the song is like fast, and it kind of like and it has percussion that dan and dan and dan and it's kind of like on top of the beat, and it's really like pr- propulsive because of the musicality of it. Yeah. And then the music in and scary, it puts you on edge. Then the scary music in Friday the Thirteenth, which is equally famous is the thing I was mocking before that echo thing, yeah, which was, I guess, innovative at the time, but it's, you know, now everybody, it became a cliche and it, you know, whatever you hear echo with everything. You know, I think like Sean Cunningham said in the documentary, like you, you buy like a walkie talk, a, a walkie talkie for a kid and it has the same effect on it, you know? Right. Um, but so, so what, you know, echo re- is a repeat and it puts you back in the moment that just happened. Right. So whereas the first thing is propulsive, it's going forward in time that Dan and Dan and it is going ahead of the beat. Right. right. So you have this, instead you have with Friday, three thing, you have this echo thing. It keeps you back in the moment you just experienced. And so it's just not as, not as good in my opinion, just like that. The effect is not as effective. <laughs> Yeah, I it did become pretty iconic though in its own way. The Friday the Thirteenth that, well, I guess it's it's 
so he's saying kill mama. It's like kick, 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 mama, 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 kill, kill, kick, mama. And is that it's like, actually what it says? That's is, is what it? I read today. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because kids used to do. I mean, like I don't know about you yeah. in high school, but like kids yes. were all over this. And like, yes, I worked at a summer camp um, <laughs> where seventeen kids were slaughtered. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. like. I, I, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never I heard went about to that? that camp. No, I no for real. <laughs> the 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 camp is in because this is a New Jersey movie. The, oh the really? Camp where this is filmed, I went to camp there. Oh, what's it, it called? A, uh, I don't know. It's like a Boy Scout camp. It's like some okay. bullshit, like like a uh, hokey pokey daka gaka. <laughs> I don't know some bullshit thing. You know? Were you a Boy Scout? Yeah. Oh briefly. my god! How yeah. far did you get? Not very far. I never made it out of Weebles. Yeah, I don't even fucking bastards. Know. I, I don't know. I think I got like two badges or something. Pine I was, with Derby just wrecked me, man. Yeah. That just destroyed my soul. But, but yeah, um, the, yeah, they told us it was the Friday the Thirteenth camp. Oh my god, that's that so, was, yeah. Well, it, but I always thought it was bullshit, and I'm like, I must <laughs> say that about every fucking camp with the lake. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, whatever. You don't big time me. Don't try to make this camp into whatever. <laughs> Bigger than it is. And, um, you know, then years later, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, no, that really was the camp. They weren't, this wasn't just a fucking thing they're trying to say to freak me out as a kid or whatever. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't know if the movie was actually shot in Jersey. I mean, there's a sign, there's like mm-hmm. a cemetery. I yeah. thought, well, maybe they just did that for the movie, but... Yeah, no, and that, so. was, that was the other thing that was interesting about the first one that was well done is they, they like, the, the opening scene when they go into the town and, like, they go into the diner and stuff, like, that was an interesting-looking town, you know, like all those yeah. old, crumbling stone buildings, and, you know, that led very northeast, like, very, like, Hudson Valley, um, you know, uh, central Jersey kind of look to those things, like old stone shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was... Um, the se- you know the second one on from on then the second one on they did, they did not do that oh and the, by the way the eighties horror movie parody I was thinking of before is called Student Bodies oh okay yeah yeah um, so the up. the second one was shot in Connecticut or was I it guess okay yeah. I I didn't get real deep in the second one but at the end credits I think there were some references to Connecticut so yeah and I think the writer of the movie. And Sean Cunningham were kind of from there. Um, Victor Maybe. Victor Miller, I think, is the guy who wrote it. Or yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, I, I thought that was cool that they it was a legit Jersey movie because again, like you know, yeah. we have this perception of Jersey. And it's like no, there's like countryside and like summer camps and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that oh, was yeah. that was cool. Um, but yeah, no, I went to a four H camp, so it was a bit a bit different. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, it could have been shot there too. I mean, that's, what's kind of cool about this movie. I mean, it right. really could be anywhere in the country just about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we were talking about the, the echo thing and you were yeah. saying that kids, kids, you knew kids that did it. Well, and at summer camp, they had a piano. So I, I figured out the Halloween music a bit and I used to play that. that oh, was, nice. Make this girl really upset. So <laughs> I, I think now if you, if you're going to have a, a iconic horror movie, you got to have a good, score or like good scary musical element like you said halloween certainly does psycho does yeah. this movie to a lesser degree but friday the 13th i don't know not as much but not that it it's not essential but uh right i don't recall the the freddie music being especially great it's okay um, yeah yeah it's okay there are a couple good songs it's very synthy 
like synthesizer. Okay. And it sounds, which was probably innovative at the time, but now it sounds kind of cheap. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that was the other thing I liked about the first Friday the 13th. Like, there's a whole orchestral score. Right. You know, like yeah. They actually had a composer and they had right, right. You know, like people playing violins and stuff. Like, yeah. it felt real in a way that, um, you know, the later movies where it's just the voice, it sounded like, I don't know, it's, it got to be shittier later. Well, and I, I, I guess at some point, like horror movies, they just totally got rid of the score. You know, like, I, well, I think a lot of synth stuff because, like, um, John Carpenter, he was very good. Like, he played his own music. I think he did the music like, in the first one, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. he does the music for all of his movies. And I think okay. it's all. I think he was like a, a, a big synth guy, like big synth drum machine guy, and that was yeah. his sound. And it's really distinctive and cool and great. But the other thing about it is that it's cheap. And <laughs> right. So, yeah, you don't have to hire an orchestra or anything. It's get one guy on a keyboard and you have, a, a, you know, songs or whatever. And so that just became the sound of horror movies that kind of, and people didn't do it as well as John Carpenter. Yeah. 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 I mean, it kind of strips it down to these basics and uh, you can actually hear the metronome in that music, can't you? Something I, you can. I think it's yeah, it's some like kind a clicking of to thing. It. Yeah, it clicking. Which I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a drum machine. Maybe it's a metronome. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Halloween against it, it really kind of broke the mold in, in a lot of ways. So yeah, we're seeing kind of a bush league version of of Halloween here, and yeah, a bit of well, psycho. First, yeah, I mean, the first one I would say is pretty good. Oh, the other thing. So it's kind of got this like who done it element, mystery element of it. Right. But it's it's weird because it's kind of lazy because you don't yeah. have any you don't have any you sort of have suspects, but they don't do it very well. And um, right. then the big reveal at the end is like, oh, it's this old lady, you know, and it's kind of because you only see it from her point of view. And then it's revealed you're like, oh, OK. But that's, you know, subsequently ruined. No modern audience is ever going to be like surprised or. You know, you, I really, you really have to imagine that you that you've never heard of Jason, you've never seen, know that there are sequels, you never know anything about the rest of the movies, and just be like, okay, I'm going to pretend I don't know who this mystery killer is. Yeah, it's, like, it's impossible at this point to yeah. not not know these things. But yeah. yeah, the first movie does kind of set up that dynamic of a mystery with the sheriff showing up and. He comes right. in later, uh, but the second movie is like there's none of that. They don't. No, and it's and the, the second one's fucking stupid too because they do the same thing like killer's point of view, but there's no narrative purpose. And then you see Jason, mm-hmm. and he has a bag over his head, and what? And then later he, why? Why would he? Why, why is he running around the bag over his head like he's sneaking <laughs> around and killing people? Does he like want to pretend like that? He's like he, so he can go to like the grocery store, but then like they fucking show him without the bag, and he's like this hideous monster. Yeah, and he's oh yeah, I like the I like the little house he lived in because yeah. again, yeah, it's like he has a toilet. Does he cook? Like does he go? Does he did he go have to the a grocery toilet? Store? I, I don't know if it was operational, but yeah, it didn't look as bad as some toilets I've seen in like. You know, <laughs> Roadside, Arkansas. Yeah, but, yeah, that's the other thing. So, does he have plumbing there? And I, I does, guess he's kind of yeah. self-conscious, hence the bag and the hockey mask. Later, it's like because I mean, you're going to spot him in a crowd no matter what, right? I guess, yeah. And but I it's guess like, like 
<laughs> you won't see me coming if I have this bag over my head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's just there to for the sense of the movie. For the sake of, you know, so that way first you reveal... It's so shitty. You know, first, like, the, we're revealing the monster, a guy with a bag over his head. Like, what the fuck, man? And then you then you see his actual face. It's like, oh, underneath the bag, he's ugly. You know, There's some like, okay. mediocre makeup, monster yeah. makeup. Yeah, I, I, it, that doesn't really make any sense. And again, maybe uh. it's the bag over the head. It's just kind of like evoking the, the, the clan or I, I mentioned that horror movie from the 70s, a town that yeah, what was the name sundown. of that again? The town that dreaded sundown, I think it's there's a guy with a bag over his head. I wonder, yeah. I don't know if they, they took it from that or not, but um, they, yeah, somehow, I don't know. I think on the Wikipedia page, for <laughs> I think this also movie. he's got like overalls on, he just looks like yeah. a farmer, you know? He looks like, yeah, and you gotta be like, do you get do you fucking go to pay less? Like, where do you get his shoes? Like, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't well, make any fucking sense. Cause, uh, <laughs> And it makes me like, and 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 the movie's not engaging enough for me to not think of this while I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, know? I know. And like, well, and like you said, like he's sort of stringy dude in the second movie, but yeah. then like by the third one and beyond, he's like this hulking giant of a guy. I'm like, yeah, what is he? He's got like CrossFitness in the woods or something. <laughs> I mean, what what is he even eating? Like eating roots yeah, and berries yeah. and squirrels. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, and then he starts like uh, doing protein shakes and, <laughs> <laughs> and lifting, you know. He's just, I, that's why he's by the summer camp. He's got to get some supplies, you know, steal yeah. some, What's, some cream did ever, corn. Did you ever read about the guy, the the guy in Maine who like was like lived in the woods and like survived by stealing stuff from people for years? Like he was a hermit. And no. then I just found him. A couple, yeah, I guess he like lived in the woods of either Maine or Vermont. Well, I don't and, know about you, but like, I mean, we kind of had dudes like that in my my town. Like, oh, okay. He, uh, Garrison Keeler called them like the the Norwegian bachelor farmers. Like these dudes are just kind of like seemed like they chop like once a year, and they looked yeah. really like you know messed up, and like they hadn't showered, but like then they just kind of disappear back into their their place in the hills or whatever. It's like, this is central Massachusetts. I mean, it's not right. You know, yeah. or Oregon or whatever. It's like, there's kind of these survivalists. Yeah. Maine that, that totally makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the second one is, it's just so kind of cheap. I mean, they reuse like the, the first five minutes of the movie, they basically just take footage from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Which, like an over recap. And yeah, I looked at the dates from when these movies were released. Like the first one is like, May of 1980 or something. And the second one was like April 81. So yeah. it didn't even take a year. Yeah. To, they, they churn them out. And it's yeah. very funny. Cause like, if you look at them, all the actors are ashamed of being in these movies and not just now. I mean, now I think they put on like Adrian King, the star of the first one, she puts on a good face on it because I think that she makes a, you know, she must, support herself by going to horror movie conventions and signing autographs. Yeah. And so she must like, you know, be, she has to be a kind of a booster of the movie to a degree. But right. um, in the documentary, they interviewed the woman who played the mom, Mrs. Voorhees or whatever. And she was like, well, here's how I got involved in this movie. So my car broke down and I wanted a new car that would be $10,000. And this, my agent called me and said, this movie wants to pay you $10,000 but it's a horror movie. And I said, Oh, well send me over the script. 
oh, it's trash, but I need the car. So right. I'll do it. That was really the story she told about why she's in this fucking movie. Yeah. Made us, and she was like, yeah, so that you don't see me. And then I pop out at the end and that's the movie. But, um, I asked the director, shouldn't I be in like these earlier scenes? Like, shouldn't you see me? And then there'd be a sense of, you know, maybe when, when I pop out at the end, so you'd be like, Oh, it was her, which, you know, cause again, this whodunit mystery thing, which is so poorly done. I, like she suggested that in the interview. I'm like, oh yeah, they should have done that. That would have made it so much better because that actually would have been a, a bit of a setup and that would have been like a, a bit of more of this whodunit thing. And you'd be like, oh, oh, it was her, that woman who was in the diner or whatever. But I realized like they couldn't do that because they were paying her $1,000 a day for 10 days and they didn't have another $1,000 for her to be in the diner scene. Right. So it's all like like cheapness and cynicism, you know? Yeah, and speed. I mean, they probably had to shoot it pretty quickly. And yeah, I mean, they didn't yeah. have the money to, to rework uh, certain aspects of it. So yeah, I mean, it's it's too bad that, I mean, because again, like this movie, this series doesn't really start off that great and it just no. kind of gets worse very quickly. Whereas yeah. these other franchises like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, the first movies are, are, are really good. And yeah, then some later are good, maybe. I don't know about Halloween, yeah. but certainly Nightmare. There's some later ones that are that are pretty good. But this yeah. is just like, it's bad all the way through. Yeah, I would say that, um, yeah, I agree. I think actually Freddy versus Jason is okay. I think that's an okay movie. But which one does that fall under? Is that a Friday or a Nightmare film? Well, look, I'm not a Beatles guy. I'm an Elvis guy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, uh, I don't really care. I like I Elvis and the Beatles. I like Elvis. I like the Stones and the Beatles equally. Uh, no, know? but I mean, like, you got, like, the later Wes Craven nightmare where he he had used Freddy to attack the actual actors from the movie. So, like, oh, that's yeah. kind of a clever spin. So, like, yes. definitely with Nightmare, there's more inventiveness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to say about the first Friday the 13th, is I really appreciated that there was no irony, no meta self-awareness at all. That it was yeah. all just fucking straight. That was great. Right. Even, even by the second one, that started to creep in. Because that's, like, because I think, again, it's, like, these things you can only do once, you know? Like, you can only do, like, a straight horror movie yeah and then it's sort of like you gotta there there's not much you can do with it and then say okay we can do this meta thing which i guess i don't know so there's some later friday the 13th i was like just bombing through the wikipedia pages and just getting increasingly like just saddened by (laughs) learning more about this film series um yeah and i guess there's one later that's really meta and i don't know the name of it like did you see okay so like Jason's like a normal guy, not a normal guy, but he's a, a mortal man initially. And then you know what happens later? He's like, struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he dies. And then he's struck by somebody impales him. It's Horshack. Horshack from Welcome Back Cotter, I think. Really? He, yeah, he's in the whatever his name was, Ron Ron something, I think. Um yeah, he like digs him up. He puts a metal bar through him, and then the lightning strikes. Jason pops up, gets rid of him, and then yeah. we're on to part six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so he's struck by lightning, and then he's immortal. And that's, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, come on. I mean, yeah. that's so, like, stupid, you know? Like, at least in, 
in the Halloween movies, which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun if you bomb through the Wikipedia things for like all the Halloween s- sequels because they just go off the rails. Um, yeah. like the first Halloween's good. The second one's shitty. The third one I really like, you know, but I think people. It's, I've never it seen nothing, that one. It's good. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's not good, but it's memorable. Different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Well, there was a TV show which yeah. I kind of vaguely remember in the late '80s. It was called Friday the Thirteenth, but it was not about Jason. It was kind of just like a Twilight Zone yeah. show. Which yeah. There were a number of those kind of shows. I remember in the late '80s, like there was a tr- a Twilight Zone reboot. There's Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Tales Dark from the Side. I remember there was this Chuck Connors Wolfman show. Like there, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that was that was on TV. It was kind of like the eighties is like a golden age for yeah. know, horror movies. And so it's weird, you know, the last um a few shows ago we talked about nostalgia and like a way I'm in a way I'm kind of more nostalgic for these movies, even though I don't particularly like the Friday the thirteenth, like the horror genre of the eighties, I'm kind of more nostalgic for than say the karate kid or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like top gun, like, cause it, 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 it tapped into something different and to me was kind of more visceral and, and like with teenagers getting obsessed with these movies and the way they didn't get obsessed with John Hughes, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So we ha- we talked about these movies a lot. It was kind of like this underground network of people that managed to see the Friday the 13th movie. Cause I couldn't see these movies at home, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, but and then t- when I got older, I didn't care. So it was like this sort of window of opportunity yeah. that, that closed. All I did manage to see Halloween on on TV, but uh, but um, I never really got into these movies. And obviously, you know, you didn't either. But yeah. it's it's funny to see kind of the dovetailing of the the slasher movie with like the the college TNA movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Porky's yeah. and. Kevin Bacon is like the portal because he's an animal house and he's in Friday 13th. And it's like a million of yeah. those kind of movies in the eighties. And yeah, this could easily have been meatballs, you know? Yeah. I, and I, I think there's the, yeah, like the first 30 minutes of the first movie, there's a lot of comedy. And then the second one, there's like that one character they kind of kept for comic relief. But yeah. And he, he oh, disappears. He was the worst guy in the movie. <laughs> The and, he, and he survives, so it's like the, f- the first guy, Justice. Oh no! In the, in the second movie? movie, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, All right. yeah. The yeah, first the... movie, he was really annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah. He does like a Humphrey Bogart impression oh, or something. Yeah. He's really uh, hammy. Yeah, it sucked. Um, I was glad when he died. Like, that was cool. Because <laughs> otherwise, it was good. Like otherwise, I liked them. All the actors, they all seemed like pretty natural and good. And yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the acting isn't bad in the first one, and. But the second one is just, yeah, it's just so incompetently directed and just like the lighting. It's like every scene looks like they're in a happy day set. It's like (laughs) they're in a cabin and it's like you can see everything in the shot because it's just so much lighting. And like it would have been scarier if like you toned down the lighting at least. Yeah. And there's, yeah, in the climax of the movie where the girl is like, there's somebody in the room with us right now. I'm like, right. You would notice that. <laughs> who would who would not and it's not scary. I don't know. It's just no, fucking, yeah. it's it's really a retread. I mean, it's just it's derivative of the first movie, not to mention these other movies. It's it rips off Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Yeah. So yeah, it, it the second one is is bad at at pretty much every level. Um yeah. but my again, my expectations were not 
when not it's high. also yeah it's also very funny because the only way they repeat this thing about how to defeat Jason, which is like tricking him in some way and like tricking him into either thinking the you're his like the woman is a mother yeah his his mother, and like you know talking to Jason or whatever, and then when Corey Feldman kills him in the third or fourth one, he pretends to be Jason. And it's like, Jason, don't you remember? And it's like, is this the only thing that'll stop him? Like this little fucking like walk down memory lane, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was it, never a good idea. And they keep repeating it. Yeah. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And, no. um, you know, maybe again, it's, it's drawing on some other movies. Uh, you know, obviously the psycho and the, the mother issues and that maybe yeah. a little bit in Halloween, there's the doctor who, tries to rein him in but but really can't but at least he kind of knows him so there there's always this sort of short right but in halloween but halloween starts off with dr that dr loomis donald pleasance and he's like he's like talking about how michael myers is pure evil (laughs) right right. he's like we got to stop him (laughs) you know we got he's pure evil we got to stop him and like and it never you know there's never any question of like oh we can reason with them or whatever but um because it's it sets him up as a threat, you know. Yeah. Whereas in, in these movies, you know, there's no real thought to that. There's no thought about like what what is going to be the suspense of this, or how is this going to be scary, or whatever. Well, and they just keep playing on this Friday Thirteenth movies that these dummies are in the woods and at the camp, and they don't think anything's going to happen. Whereas but like think, Halloween, they know you know Loomis knows Michael's on. The yeah, movie. yeah. Like so, at least in the first two, I was surprised um, that there's no camp that you don't ever see a functional camp there's no the kids no yeah. kids yeah which is right. which is good in the sense that you don't really want like children like it's bad enough to have like like nudity and like sex uh, against the violence but like having kids against the violence would be a real major bummer bummer town but like um yeah i was kind of surprised by that like the first one just like the the camp was a was about to open so it's supposed to be like um, presumably like June or something or like late May. Yeah. But then if you look in the background, all the trees are autumnal, you know, all the, all the leaves <laughs> have changed colors, which is very funny. Yeah. It looks um, like when they're going in the water, like it was probably pretty cold. Oh, like 40 degrees at the most. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, well, I think, you know, probably works not having the kids cause a, just for cost, they don't have to bunch of student extras or, or little kid yeah, extras yeah, running around, sure. but also, Gives it kind of more of a, a lonely, isolated feel if, if not a lot of people. But, are yeah, and it's kind of funny because like one of the iconic things about these movies is that they're set at summer camps, and I don't think you don't see them do camps a lot. You know, you don't see them at camps. You mean think, horror, like, horror movies? No, Friday the Thirteenth. I think in the first one, like you know, oh, okay, okay, you know, they're setting up the camp. The second one is supposed to be like a school for camp counselors. I think the third one, I forget the third one. It's like not memorable at all. But then, like, by the time it's, like, Jason goes to Manhattan and Jason's in space and stuff. Right. It's, like, <laughs> you know, what, when does this supposedly iconic thing where they're at camp happen, you know? Yeah, I I guess maybe they figured they, they just can't, I mean, as repetitive as these movies are, they're, like, we can't justify another camp movie. Because by, by the third time around, you'd figure they'd shut the place down because... You know, I guess. I mean, that's all the other thing. You're getting slaughtered at this particular camp. Yeah, but it's also yeah. like, yeah, that was weird. So the the opening scene is, or the early scene with the girl, and it's like 
She goes to the diner and she's like, yeah, I'm trying to get this camp. And, all, and the whole diner stops like, oh, you're going to that camp? Right. One person died there 10 years ago. And it's like, what? What? Dude, there's a fucking like, like, like farm that uh, in New Jersey where some, where like a little kid died and there, there, and, and there are 10,000 people that go there every day. Like that, that would not stop people and it would not be like a fucking, like some of the people would talk about in hush. Oh tones. yeah. Yeah. Cause it's you supposed know? to be like 20 years later, right? Like the, the counselors are killed in the late fifties and then this movie's like the late seventies, I, I guess for the first one. So to a certain degree, you give the movies too much credit when you over intellectualize them. Cause it's like, yeah, they're just cheap exploitation movies. And there are a lot of other movies like them. Yeah. At around the same time. And, but it's interesting how these movies kind of become mainstream. Cause it's not just Friday the 13th, but like, you know, Caligula, that was like an X-rated movie that people saw in the theater. And, um, yeah. You know, so these kinds of, they're pushing the envelope with, with content, uh, but a lot of the movies around this time, 1980, 81, are, are not very good at all. So, yeah. So well, I guess, well, kind of a basic question, like, would you yeah. recommend either of these movies? I'd recommend watching the first one. Yeah. Uh, I think if you go in with low expectations, you got to really, like, do a lot of work with it. Like, pretend that you know nothing about Friday the 13th or Jason or anything. Right. Like, you know, any of the the ba- whatever you know you just got to go in and just be like okay it's a movie and then there's like this kind of interesting mystery to it yeah you know and it's yeah. kind of yeah it's kind of well done I, beyond that no i'd say don't you know just just read the wikipedia pages <laughs> yeah i think if if you've seen the first two you've kind of seen at least the next five or six until they get really campy and they're kind of entertaining those later ones but yeah. just as stupid, they just have a higher budget and better special effects and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're a film buff and especially anyone that likes horror movies, you should see the first one just at least so you're kind of completing the history of that uh, particular yeah, I'd time say, period. I'd say watch the first one. And I, yeah, I wouldn't say watch the rest of them. But um, no. you know what might be more – yeah, watch like – I think like if you go on YouTube, you can get um, – watch all the murders – I think if somebody just compiles all the murders in the movies, you can just like watch those one after another. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And it, I know, like it sounds boring, but it's like oh, that would save you a lot of time. Because <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, it's just yeah some some content in between the killing scenes. But it, I was watching some old uh, Siskel and Ebert reviews, and oh my god, they hated these movies so much. Yeah. So um, I mean, because like. Like the like, what's his face? Roger Ebert. He could be like a moralizing scold, which which is like the worst thing about him. Like every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, the violence, oh, blah blah blah, you know. And, and I I think that's stupid and boring. Well, and I don't think it was necessarily the violence per se with him. It's just that this movie offers nothing else. Like because some of the greatest movies ever made are really violent, but this is just like shock and. We called it a geek show. That was like his his phrase for a while. And right, right. And then again, but, looking back, I think this movie is probably Friday, the first Friday Thirteenth is better than a lot of the movies that came out around that time period. But I think there was a certain guilt by association and blaming this movie for starting this trend. Um, yeah, but someone else would have done it. I mean, Friday Thirteenth didn't do it. You had other other franchises, and yeah. and Halloween kind of ups the ante too in like part two. I mean, it's, it's a response yeah, part, to these other movies. Yeah. To a degree. Also part two, it's not, I don't think John Carpenter directed that. No, one. he didn't. Yeah. And it's just not as good. Like no, the story's, it's, it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I think the, the third one, I mean, that's, yeah, those are weird movies because it just goes off the rails so hard. And there, there's like, they bring in like Druid and Celtic folklore. <laughs> was the and, third one in 3D? Uh, the, uh, the, the third Friday the 13th one was definitely. Okay. Because um, I know it was like a trend with part threes, like Jaws in 3D. Yeah. And, Jason and then yeah I don't know about Halloween but yeah I remember hearing like it was just totally different there's no Mike Myers and so a lot of people never watched oh no oh yeah the third one is not in 3d the third one it's good the third one's I don't know it's kind of like a weird it's it's not a great movie but it's a weird memorable movie yeah and um yeah but then later they do all this other then it gets remade and they try they did like uh a reality show kind of riff about it where like people will have like, I think Buster Rhymes is in one of them too, the rapper. <laughs> and it's like, the plot is like, okay, we're all, we're all like this reality TV people and we're like the real world and MTV and okay. we all have video cameras. And then we run into Mike Myers. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they remade it first with Rob zombie and he made a sequel to that remake. And then they remade it again. Like, a year or two ago with, and it was a uh, fucking Kenny powers, uh, Danny McBride re, like wrote it. And he wrote a Halloween movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it, is that one decent? I have no idea. I okay. just know that he was involved with it. And I, I don't know. But that I mean, might be I, interesting. As we've talked about him. I, I mean, I like him. And I like, I don't know if he's in it. I like Danny McBride a lot, but I don't know if I would want to fucking watch his Halloween movie. I'll maybe look into Yeah. I kind of lost track and, and, it goes with all of these franchises. Like they would start remaking them and then they'd like remade a sequel. And I'm like, it's just totally yeah. confused. And I know well, some people was, will do all of it, but I'm like, no way, man. I think there was like a five year span when they were remaking all these like classic yeah. like, uh, horror movies. I think that's over now. I, Cause you know, I think they ran out of classic horror movies to make. Cause at a certain point it was like, they remade, I mean, they remade obviously Friday the 13th. They remade Nightmare on Elm Street. They remade Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but then they also like remade The Evil Dead, which was, you know, I, I think horror fans really love The Evil Dead, the first one. But it's, I think they love it because it's a really well made movie, not because there's anything about the story that's really particularly iconic. Like, it's not a story that can be retold over and over, just that it was a story yeah. that was very well told. Yeah. But Did yeah, Raimi have anything to do with the Evil Dead remake? Yeah, I think he produced it. Okay. I think he was very involved with it, but it's also like, it looked like shit, despite mm-hmm. him being involved with it. Like, you know, it's like, why, I don't know, why bother? Just like, make, make, you know. Well, it's just part of this depressing trend in Hollywood of just remaking everything and not I, really adding anything to it. Oh, yeah, so the Friday the 13th remake, which they didn't, they, you're right, they didn't add anything to it. They, only, they made Jason faster. That was the only change. <laughs> Which is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my god, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, so I, lazy. I, it's lazy, and it's also like, what? What do you think was good about Jason? <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I, you know, again, it's it's just not a very interesting movie. It's it, everything's you know very kind of flat in terms of. The, I mean, the acting's okay in the first one, but like. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of depth to it. So no. taking it out movie after movie, you'd really have to have someone who just has carte blanche to remake this in an interesting way, at least to make one good movie. And would it really be that hard? 
I don't know. I I, I guess so. I don't know. It's because there's not much there. Like, what are you gonna fucking do? Like, it's I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know. I think s- the best the best remake of this is probably the YouTube compilation of all the murders. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just you cut know? to the chase. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, why are we fucking around at all? Well, like, the thing like, is, like, if you're gonna make a good movie using this character, you just make another movie. I mean, all you're yeah. doing after a while is cashing in on the name. So, right. Cause, make cause a good movie like, on your own. Yeah, yeah, make a yeah, just make a good scary movie, and it's. I think that like horror movies kind of got better once they got away from this remake thing. Yeah, because you know, that's when all of a sudden, I first like you have like so they're remaking all those fucking classic horror movies, but at the same time, the biggest horror movies I think of that era was the Saw movies, which was original. You know. Yeah. And if, and, and if you want to talk, that's a really interesting way to approach sequels. By the way, the Saw movies because they just keep undercutting and like doing this convoluted plotting it's like oh no really like during the first movie this other shit was happening and that's the third movie oh and while that was happening this also was happening before it and that's the fourth movie and by the way that person was tricking this person and that's the fifth movie you know it's right right and they're not good at all but it's interesting like you know whereas the friday 13th movie just like running the same play over and over and over like this is you know the saw movies are more like oh we're gonna change everything or pull the rug out from underneath of you yeah constantly yeah yeah it's, I, and i'm i'm just not a horror guy so i didn't really keep up with kind of the changes but yeah i think i i did see the first saw movie and so there are kind of changes with the genre there yeah um seven there's kind of like a twist at the end or, or yeah whatever. i mean uh, yeah, even the star movies are pretty derivative of seven it sounds like a yeah. worst seven yeah and um but then like the same guys that saw like they did uh, like those fucking um uh, what's that the one like it was kind of like a the, the same people that it's about the investigators that did uh amityville horror um what was it called insidious or something like that okay yeah, and well, those are big hits, and those are kind of those are interesting because they're like supernatural horror instead of just like a guy with a knife, you know, and a mask and a knife. Like, it's yeah, more, you know, they're and they have more artistry and kind of more like filmmaking, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, horror movies traditionally have been so have been very cheap to make, and obviously the Friday the Thirteenth movies were, but they can make a lot of money, so they just kept making them. And right. Oh, yeah. Then, then you get like Get Out, and, and yeah. You know, actual good movies. <laughs> it only took forty years. You know, I know, I know, but it's in, like that's interesting too because, like, if you talk to, I think horror movie fans didn't like Get Out or like real, like because there wasn't, there's not like jump scares and stuff. And there's like no. psychological horror, and it's about characters, and it's about like telling a story, and it has some kind of depth and some kind of you know thought and ideas, and but it doesn't have like that jump scare thing it's not like effective suspense it doesn't do like the the stuff that i guess the slasher movies were very good at delivering well and it has a satirical element to it it's dark yeah. but like there's it, a depth to it that you know friday the 13th oh, certainly doesn't have oh yeah i mean it's posing an argument it's making a statement you yeah know? yeah yeah whereas you know friday, there's what's the statement on friday the 13th yeah <laughs> don't go to that camp. I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah. What's the? Don't go to camp. Like I don't know. Whatever. Well, when you, you know. when you choose the cheap camp over the more expensive one, this is what happens. I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
they would just run all these franchises into the ground. I mean, speaking of meatballs, that's another thing. It's like, yeah. Porky's ran into the ground. Yeah. I've never even seen any of them. Well, meatballs, there's a bunch of sequels to meatballs. And when I was a kid, the first one, the one with Bill Murray is a good movie and stuff. But then the second one goes way off the rails. And by the third one, there's like aliens at the camp, (laughs) like magic and stuff. (laughs) Like the second, like, and, and, and they also have Corey Feldman. In I, know, I was just going to say, yeah, he, yeah, he's in a couple of those. Yeah, right? that, that became his franchise later. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's in the first one, but he's definitely like the cool guy <laughs> in Meatballs. He's like, the, and, uh, he's and the then, not, Meatballs movies. Yeah, when I was a kid, I liked those better. I didn't like the... Um, yeah, you know, I didn't like the uh, the Bill Murray one. I was like, no, there's no alien. There's no zany. <laughs> zany you know, it's kind of too... Not realistic, but earthbound or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that was a very cheap movie to make, you know? Yeah, the first one. But at yeah. least it had kids in it, so. They had kids in it. Yeah, the first one's probably pretty good. I think I love the first one. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, you know, after a while, very quickly these movies get repetitive and just and just kind of depressing to watch. Yeah, I agree. And it's, I, and I, oh yeah, I was going to say, like you, you talked about how we shouldn't, it's, it, it's foolish to kind of analyze them, which I agree with, but I would like to note that there is sort of like this strain of analysis of these movies where it's like feminist readings of these movies because it's always uh, like hunting yeah. women or the final girl thing or the first movie where it's like, surprise, it's an old lady. So there, that does exist. There are people who have written about this in, you know, in a, in a, taking it much more seriously than I think either of us are interested in doing. Yeah. I mean, you could give it, definitely give this a, a feminist reading, but it, it is also just playing on a lot of traditional uh, things and in, in horror movies with the, the, the scantily clad woman in distress and yeah, yeah. creature, of the black lagoon and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Wolfman. And also it's sort of like watching these movies 40 years later i guess after they were made it's like watching like you know the cameras trained on a woman's butt for a while in the second one and i was like all right woman's butt i'm like this woman's like 60 right now like she looks (laughs) nothing like this (laughs) you know not to say that she's bad looking but there's there's nothing she would look unrecognizable you know 40 years have passed like why do i care uh well you know i guess you have to take it on its own terms i mean it's like when you watch really old movies it's like you think everybody in this movie's dead they've been dead could, for so long yeah but i think that but in really old movies like they're not trying to like put a butt in the middle of the camera and be like here's what you're interested in here's that butt here's that titillation no i mean i guess depending you know? on the actress she might be like well at least someone got me when i was when i looked like that you know um, i guess i don't know i mean yeah, but it was just sort of like it was supposed to be titillating and it failed even in being titillating. <laughs> well, yeah. again, you know, it's 1980. There's no VCRs. There's no internet. So if you were going to look at a, a scantily clad girl, it was either a magazine or it was a movie. So yeah, yeah, that's do, true. do what you could, especially if you grew up in the middle of nowhere as, as right. I pretty much did. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Um, so yeah, the next thing that I think the next episode after this is, I'm going to drop the um, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, uh, okay. which is much, you know, th- that's just me. And uh, that's a diff- that's going to be a different kind of thing. I'm talking about some articles I wrote about um, the 
the background of Freddy Krueger and the inspiration for him. So that'll be yeah. up. And then um, like we got to figure out something for the week after that. You know, for after that. Um, and we were talking about maybe the town that dreaded sunset. And I suggested the movie of Black Sabbath. Maybe those two. I mean, we could we could want to f- put that in stone right now. But okay. Um, yeah, or someone um, really yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We could we could do the town of dreaded sundown and then do black Sabbath after. I don't know if I can get all two done in a week, but okay, yeah, this could be the next right, two yeah, weeks. Sure. We'll figure it out. Let's play it. Let's play it loose. Okay. All right. Cool, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Colin. Good talking to you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.